hey, hey. Hey, Trev. How's it going, man? Doing good. Full house is full, but we're good. Hey, it's, you know, it's, that's the way it goes. It's the most wonderful time of the year, right? <laughs> yes, it is. How you doing? I'm doing pretty well. I'm just, uh, you know, kind of coming near the end of it with, uh, with teaching at this point of the year, it's on them more than it's on me right now. So it's kind of a, a bit of a relief off my shoulders. I don't have to worry so much about, okay, I've taught them everything that they know. Now it's kind of their turn to show me what they know, you know, and it's, it's on them. I'm obviously hoping that they're going to do well. I'm going to help them review for the test and everything like that. At the same time, it's very much a, well, if you don't know it, I, you know, I did my best. So yeah, yeah it's up to them. Um, so we've got news. We've got news. Epic Game Store. That's the thing. Would you be- would you believe I'm installing it current there presently on my computer while we speak? I absolutely believe it. I was about to. I, I was okay. So I'm. I went to go rec- like set up the account and everything because you mentioned it and showed me a couple games and I watched the the ad for Ashen that you sent to me and I'm astounded and I really really want this game. I'm hoping at some point it gets a console release. Oh, it's because- on Xbox. It's on Xbox already? Yeah, it's on Game Pass, I think. Oh my god. It's on Game Pass? I have Game Pass. Yep. Dude, what? Okay. Well, there we go. I think through, by by extension, you should have it as well, because I'm installed on your thing. Oh, interesting. You yeah, we'll have to explore that. Well, that's, yeah. that game's a different topic, but basically, Epic Game Store is a thing, and Valve finally, actually, as a competitor, well, GOG is a thing, too, but. Well, um, what was the other one you just said? GOG, GOG. Um, I think CD Projekt Red owns them. Uh, I I doubt. The, I think that the thing that we need to consider here when we talk about competitors with um, Steam is that Steam has held such a strong monopoly on selling and on the uh, purchase, sale, and development of games for on PC for such a long time that that competitor with Steam has to have like some absolutely groundbreaking killer IP. And, and you know what that is? Fortnite. Huh? It's Fortnite. Oh, so, geez, dude. You're, that, oh, that, that's a really good point. The Epic Game Store slash Game Store launcher is the Fortnite launcher. They just turned the Fortnite launcher into a, a game store. And I feel like this actually has a shot to like gun for... Um, steam which is crazy because they're like the most lackadaisical company because they have literally no competition they don't have to do anything they're just like printing money at this point right um so i wanted to chat with you about this because i find this interesting on a few levels because like console wise we have you know sony microsoft uh now nintendo there's a lot of competition um on the pc end it's mostly steam it's a tiny bit of you know, origin um, had it, origin had its day in the sun for what, like a week. <laughs> right. And it's been so far, just like Epic had just like the launcher and that's it. They didn't have a game store, but now they do. Um, but I found some things like really interesting. So valve up to this point has had like a 70, 30 split with developers mm-hmm. on revenue. Epic just came into the game with a split of 88, 
8812, which blows Devel- my mind. Developers, developers epic. It's 88% developers, 12% epic. Yeah. So they're taking a much lower cut. That's that's classic business right there. And this would be something you'd under you'd probably understand and explain a little bit better than I would. But to me, that sounds like if you're entering into a um, a business in a in an industry where you're having to compete against something that has a monopoly, uh, undercutting uh, the the com- competition and like just basically selling your services for less and offering more money for those who side with you isn't that just kind of common business practice? Um, yes and no. So yes, it is to be competitive within a market. Um, no, in that there's a little bit different of a game going on. So I don't know if you know much about Amazon as a company. I know a little bit about them. So they're huge. They pay almost nothing in taxes <laughs> um, cause they dodge taxes a lot through illegal means. Um, but the thing is, Amazon is so dangerous because the game that they're playing is not money, it's market share. And so while like Target or Walmart is like focused on making money, Amazon doesn't really care as long as they like just break even or above and instead gobble up like a portion of the market. Oh, Um, that's pretty freaky. And the way that they do this is they're valued at such a high level. Um, Like their stocks are worth so much that they're just like flush with cash. So their strategy is basically, I will eat up, like Jeff Bezos is like, I will eat up the market and you can't keep up with me. And then you will eventually suffocate because you have no more capital and then I'll own everything. That's literally like his strategy in every area. So it's super interesting to me with like Epic Game Store where they come in and they're like, hey, we have this like developer friendly model but I feel like it's a little bit less altruistic than that. I think that they're looking to completely shift like the market share of this platform. It, it's very much, it's very much like the lately, whenever I hear about any sort of deals like this or any sort of company that comes out and says, Oh yeah, we're super, we're super on the side of the consumer. We're super on the side of the creator. I, and maybe this is just like the era that we live in, but my thought process is always just, okay, what's the catch? Like, that's really nice of you. Why? You know, rather, oh, well, because we believe in developer creativity. Like, no, I really don't believe. I mean, you. like you do, but that's not the primary motivation. Right. Like, you, you can say that all you want and believe it all you want, but there's a motivation there that I feel like you're not being completely legitimate about. Um, so, it, it, yeah, it just it, there, there seems to be some sort of uh, underlying concern or it's if it sounds too good to be true, it probably is. And eventually at some point they'll realize it's too good to be true and then go back on the setup that they're going with or go bankrupt. So like, I don't care, you know, give me some alternate universe where valve is not the leading um, platform. Yeah. Sounds Whoever like- it was, was going to be like totally blase because they just owned everything. They weren't going to try. They weren't going to give a better cut. They were the place. The only time there's going to be competition is if there's other companies competing that's good for consumers is like what's good for developers i think is ultimately good for consumers often um but i think that the catch is also going to be like we kind of have complained about steam a lot like as a community right but we haven't really thought about the fact that like that's the place like when i when i bought civ 6 to play with my friends we didn't have to like negotiate which platform we were buying it on we just all knew we were all on steam 
the difference now with like Epic Game Store is they're using their money to get exclusives. And what has exclusives already? Consoles. Yep. And consoles are split. And it's turning the same, like, they're probably looking at the console war and realizing that that, that's like, it sounds, it's, it's not super consumer friendly because then you have to decide, okay, am I... Am I going to do this platform? I, but then again, on on PC, you don't necessarily like. I can have both Steam and uh, Epic on True. my on my computer. So that seems to that that doesn't necessarily like. There's no, I don't see any loss here. I guess is what I'm saying. I guess it's like less of one. It's a little bit annoying to have it in different places. I don't think we're there yet because the platform's really young, but it's eventually going to be like, wait, like which which of my friends have this on this platform? Which of my friends have it on this other platform? You God, know, like, I, I don't think we're going to like realize those frustrations for a bit. Off topic, but Hades looks so good and I really want it. Oh, it's so good. Uh, um, the other thing that's really interesting is like, if you think about the demographic of Steam, call it like... 18 to 35 plus roughly yeah i 100 percent agree and the who very, plays yeah who plays very, very playing under 18 are going to be um like kids i teach who have built their own pcs and it's like like very clearly they're going to be you know electrical engineers uh like that's just you know they're very into it and it's a passion not just a, a hobby for them um otherwise it's going to be people who can absolutely afford to build a computer um the main reason i don't play primarily on on a pc and why i'm such a console you know as my students who play only pc call me i'm a console scrub is mm-hmm. because i don't have the time or honestly the money to build a pc and so i just don't uh and that and like that's that's like the main reason why i haven't done it but yeah you, you make a really strong point is it's going to be an entire like one single age group that's going to focus on on doing this yeah, so like age, call it like eight to eighteen, are already in the Epic ecosystem because they all play Fortnite. Yep, you're so picking like, an entire group of kids who don't know anything about Steam, but they do know. Oh, that's the Fortnite thing, right? So it's yep. like it could be the whole next generation. That's pretty that's just crazy. There, that that's wow, dang. We no longer just have console wars; we have PC wars. I've starting now. Let the master race deal with some problems for once. Yeah, that's the irony, isn't it? Yeah, right. But so, tell me a little bit about uh, what kind of what kind of games. If if I'm booting up the Epic Game Store, if I'm a a Steam guy and I've been a Steam guy since college, why would I go to Epic Games as opposed to Steam? Okay, what, so. Steam has practically everything until mm-hmm. now. Um, the, ex- the exclusives to start are Hades, which is like, call it like a 3D Dead Cells or an isometric Dead Cells, excuse me. Yep. Um, that's by the Bastion guys. Which um, huge draw, super giant. They're amazing. The next game is Ashen, which you mentioned, which I find really interesting because that is now on only one of the consoles and on only one of the PC platforms. That's an exclusive. Which is interesting when you think about, I wonder how um, Microsoft was able to gain access to that IP, you know, through with Epic. 
Yeah, Holy I think cow, they, wait, they must the they must have both made a deal with a developer. Ashen is made by the same guys that made Journey. Oh, I didn't realize that. That's wild. Sold. 100% sold. I'm going to um, sell it on my Xbox tonight. There's only a handful of games. Um, but the other interesting thing is you get a free game every two weeks all year long just by being on the Epic Game Store. That's pretty cool. No subscription. So the first one is Subnautica, which I've heard really good things about. It's kind of like a survival horror water, like ocean game, I guess. I don't know how to describe it. I've heard Subnautica is very pretty. Yeah. And I've heard it's actually kind of horror based just like a little bit because of like, I don't know. I don't know much about it, but it's probably, it's probably going to be terrifying if like you have a, if you're claustrophobic, have like a fear of water, um, it's probably going to freak you out a bit. So, yeah, I mean, it'll be something to watch. Um, it's a whole different landscape now. It's intriguing. It's we, We're moving into, like, this new epoch of games where it's, it's going to be harder to figure out, okay, which, which developer is uh, – well, not even a developer, really, because now we're kind of into the era of the publisher that's dominant. Like, you could, you could go into detail of, oh, wow, Rockstar Games is super dominant, and whenever they release something, they just make money, but it's – it's not Rockstar that's making a monopoly on things and like just gaining money off of every other game that publishes. It's very much, um, okay, Microsoft is your big player. Sony is your big player. Nintendo is your big player. Like those are the ones that, okay, these are the guys that make tons of money because they make the hardware. And I don't know. It's, it feels like we're entering into this next stage of, of gaming where I don't know who's going to emerge dominant because now you have consumers who demand you can't just keep preventing us from playing things because we bought into one company. That's this is, this is pardon my French bullshit. Like you can't keep doing that. Um, it's, it's not friendly to us. It's kind of, it's dividing lines. It's not fun. And that's what video games are supposed to be is fun. Um, and I'm just wondering how that's, how that's going to change the way that things work. Yeah. Well, I mean, we've seen Fortnite tear down some walls with crossplay. We've seen Microsoft because they're so far behind go really consumer friendly. Game Pass, um, huge uh, influencer on the next gen, dude. I guarantee it. Oh yeah, it's Guar- going to be a Guar- large selling point. Guaranteed, we will not have consoles that aren't backwards compatible anymore because of Game Pass. Yeah, it's really cool. I, so I'm stoked about. So I guess, uh, and then we'll just leave with the teaser of we will do our game company power rankings towards the end of the year probably uh probably in the next week or two i would guess um like i'd I'd be willing to to bet because i'm finals week is next week so i'm gonna be free uh a lot more free in the next couple weeks um and following that we're gonna have to do our our late game of the year episode which i'm excited about i need to start making my notes on what what did i play this year that i loved uh that sort of stuff yeah, I'm really excited. So, uh, Before we go, do you want to talk about wh- what games have you been playing lately? Um, just a crap ton of Into the Breach. <laughs> yeah, so I just I just got that on my Switch. I haven't played it all yet. What what are like, if you had to break down into like three tips to give to a beginner um, before they jump in Into the Breach? Um, I mentioned this to you last week when we were texting. Don't get into one more turn mode. Okay. 
so turn-based games, I've had this happen with Civ, Into the Breach, uh, you know, any number of games, you can kind of get into this weird like mental vortex where you're just like getting frustrated, playing faster, playing sloppier, playing more, and you just kind of go on tilt a little bit. Like tilt's a little bit extreme. It's not like Call of Duty tilt where people get like really angry. It's just like you start playing like crap and then getting annoyed. Take your time, go slow. If you're feeling frustrated or if you're feeling like, don't be afraid to set it down. Can you, can you uh, pause a fight in, uh, in into the breach and like take a break from it, come back to it later. That was uh, uh, absolutely. I don't know if you ever played. There's a fun. I'm sure nobody's ever heard of these games because they're so not popular in the world. Fire emblem. But, I've heard of it. Yeah. Oh dude. If you, you really should play fire emblem. I'm, there's got to be some way that we can go back and figure out how to access the OG Fire Emblem. I would go back and replay those games. They're so polished and perfect. Um, but those games I loved as a kid growing up because they were so tactical and turn-based. Where like, okay, you have a phase, so you move all of your characters. And then it's the enemy's phase, and they move all their characters. And I completely understand what you mean about like like tilt with like one more turn. Like, oh man, I just that was a crappy move. I just lost one of my units. You know what? No, I'm gonna get it. I'm gonna get it back. I'm gonna get it back, and then you just keep losing more and more and more. And yeah. Like understand? No, okay, I made a bad decision. I'm gonna like come back. Like I'm gonna either either restart and just say, you know what? No, I'm gonna restart this and come back to it later, or I'm gonna take a break because that was really frustrating. I need to come back to it with a clear head so I can do the right thing next time. So. Yeah. So that's it. Um, the other thing is so the way that you unlock um more factions because the thing is you don't just have one set of mechs it's like multiple teams and they play completely differently each each team that you use has three different like achievement goals and once you get those you get coins to unlock other teams so just like focus on getting those so you can get a bunch of different teams and play a bunch of different ways so figure out what style fits your fits your mindset fits the way you play the best really really mix it up yeah like there's cool. one team that doesn't do much damage but pushes enemies around mm-hmm. so you can kind of manipulate where they are uh there's you know like a team that's like a big damage dealer there's teams that like focus on projectiles you know it's it's really it's really well made i need um, uh, i need to get into that then i need to maybe i'll boot it up tonight while i go to bed like i'll play for a little bit before i go to sleep those are my tips and it's great for being bite-sized. Like you can literally play for five minutes. You could play for an hour. Nice. That sounds cool. Um, how about you? Uh, well, I, I gotta say it. So as, as we talked about, I wasn't going to buy a lot of games. I was really like, I was doing really good. And then everything went on sale for the video game awards. And I got tempted by the Switch's golden age and I fell prey to it. And that's, in my opinion, with how much I've been enjoying the games that I just purchased, I'm perfectly fine with it because I know I picked three really good things. I picked up Into the Breach, and so I'm excited to try that after all of your um, statements on it. It's only, it was only 10 bucks, so I don't feel bad about that one at all. Um, I've been enjoying Diablo 3 on the Switch. I've been playing that again. It's basically the perfect version of the game, in my opinion. Like, Yeah, it's like the master version. Right. It's for me, it's, it's very it's much on switch. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's what makes it the perfect version. So I played this game um, on my computer to death. I played it on my Xbox to death and now I'm guaranteed going to play it on my switch to death because 
That was weird. We're back. Technical difficulties. Yeah, it could have been mine, could have been yours. Who knows? But um, you're, you you said you were playing. Um, I'm blanking on the name. Diablo. Diablo. Yeah. Yep. It's like. So the beauty of Diablo, and again, I think this fits back into what makes the Switch such a perfect console for me and why, honestly, over the last two weeks, I haven't really played anything but my Switch, um, unless you count like the couple times I've loaded up Red Dead because I've gone like, man, I really want to keep playing Red Dead because it's such a fascinating game. Um, but like, it, it's just, it just takes so much time, and I just would rather be playing my Switch, is weird to say, but it's generally the case. Uh, but Diablo is fun because you can just jump in, play for a bit, jump out. And it's, it's just a very, it's a weirdly chill game. Uh, if that makes sense, like once you get to the higher levels of it, it gets much more cerebral where you're making different builds. You're focusing on optimizing your character, doing really high levels of damage that to like stupid numbers that don't make any sense. Um, the end game is fun in Diablo, but I've played it so much and now I can take it anywhere with me and it's, it's really fun. Uh, and then, of course, uh, I fell prey to Smash Brothers, even though I said I wouldn't. Um, uh, my girlfriend came up to stay last weekend, and uh, I was we were just, like, literally hanging out, and she saw um, we were just watching something on, I think it was on Hulu, and a, an ad came on for Super Smash Brothers. And... She was like, oh, whoa, there's a new Super Smash Brothers out. And I went, you know what that is? And she goes, oh, yeah, that's one of my, that's like one of the only video games I've ever really, really liked. And she's like, do you, do you have that console that that game goes on? I said, yeah. And she's like, did you buy it yet? (laughs) No. And she's like, oh, man, that would be so fun. Uh huh. And then she goes to use the bathroom and comes back and it's like installing. And she's like, wait, what? And I went, yeah, okay. You gave me the last excuse I needed. (laughs) So... I picked it up, and man, if you have ever, ever liked Super Smash Brothers, this is, they call it Ultimate for a reason. I can't think of anything else they could add to this game. Like, there's no reason to make another one, honestly. It's perfect. Like, there's honestly nothing else you could squeeze into it, because there's nothing more that could possibly be added. And... It's, again, in my opinion, probably one of the best party games ever made, apart from Hitman, which Hitman 2 came out, and that looks fun. Uh, But I took it to my classroom today and told two kids, okay, I'll have it in my room at lunch, Um, and hooked it up to my projector in my classroom, make sure it worked, and then was just like, okay, I'm going to get like 10 kids in here. They're going to play around. They're going to have fun. I had 50 kids in my room today. Oh, no. Screaming and yelling and freaking out about Smash Brothers, and I'm like going, oh, my God. What have I done? God. So it's very much, uh, it's it's a very good game. And it just boggles my mind that Nintendo would wait until the end of the year to put out like uh, the Switch's like one, two, three, four, five punch of everything it's doing. But you know what? They're a weird company and they'll do what they do. That's their loop, man. Yep. It's, for the Switch, at least it's holiday releases. And it works because that's a family console or like a console where parents buy for kids. So it fits. But that's, that's what I've been playing and I really like my switch and I've been enjoying the hell out of it. So it's so good. It's so good. Um, Yeah. Like, and, and my friend, (laughs) 
my friend wasn't playing it much and I didn't understand why. And then recently he told me, he was like, yeah, I finally set up the dock and now oh. it's always charged. Oh and my I'm like, it, it's like, that's the magic. You know what I mean? It's not yep. just that it's handheld. It's that it's always ready. Yep. It's whenever you're done with it, you just put it back in its dock. If you want to play it, you can play it on the TV. When you're ready to go, you just pop it out of its dock and take it with you. Like, I love it. I'm going to I take it on trips with me whenever I go down to my parents' place. And they're like, you know, we're for like dinner or whatever. I'll bring my Switch down. I may never play it, but the fact that I can is freaking cool. That it is. It's got right. like, it's got like the, the glory of the Game Boy, but in such a better package. With a full console. Exactly. Well, I think that's a good place to wrap. For sure, dude. Good chat. As always. Adios. Uh- Catch you later, man.